Hello, welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. Today we have a very special guest for you. Her name is Jin Wu. And uh, hmm, let me think. First, Jin, welcome to the program. Hi, Landy. This is Jin from Wuxiele. Okay, now, <laughs> Jin has a very interesting job, and that's why she's our guest today. She runs the place called the Wuxie Lab. Now, Jean, I will let you quickly explain to the listeners exactly what happens here because we are in your house, which is also your yes, workplace. Yes. And what happens here? Okay, so people welcome my place and uh, I cook for them. Sometimes they will invite us, like me and my crew, uh, to their place to cook for them. And also, I have a cooking class, but uh, it's about Hakani's food here for the foreigners. Very interesting. Let me just tell our, our listeners, I told you listeners, we are here in Jin's house and workplace and there are four cats running around here. So you might from time to time hear some cat noises in the background. <laughs> so that's, don't worry about that. The cats are happy. They just want to say hello to the listeners too. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Yes. Why did you start cooking or what made you start falling in love with cooking? Okay, so I grew up in a Hakka family, so we have uh, we need to help family, and also I'm the first grandchildren. Yes, and also I like to eat, so I'm very helpful in the kitchen. And uh, when my mom and my grandmother they cook, I help them, and I can be the first one to taste. So that's uh, I love cooking, and also Hakkanese people they do like. Uh, the food my mom made is kind of terrible. So every time I went to the library, I go to the recipe area first. I check the book. I like imagine how the food tastes in my mind. It's very made me happy. I don't know why. Like my sister, she doesn't do this. She doesn't feel that way. But for me, I really like food. And also in my, like, I think, uh, I didn't uh, study in the cooking. I see, just you learned at home. I, I learned at home, like start at home. Mm. But uh, Hakkanese people is very traditional. They want their kids to be a lawyer or doctor or accountant, even like a teacher. For me, I study in a teacher school, how to say, Sida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I study in Sida. But uh, when, like my parents, they always told me, once you finish your study, you can decide. <laughs> That's my cat, sorry. <laughs> you can decide whatever you like to do. So once I graduated my college, I do anything I want. Right. Then I went to Australia. That's the first cooking in a proper kitchen. Yes. Right, I see. Well, yeah. I think it's a very good reason to, to, to learn how to cook if you can always taste the food first in your mother's yes, kitchen. Yes. That's, a, that's an excellent... <laughs> well, you just mentioned that you went to Australia. Yes. That was for a working holiday, right? Yes, for the working holiday. So uh, why did you decide to do that? Yes, like a uh, lot woman, my partner, she always says she wants to do the working holiday, but she never did it. And uh, one day I think, okay, I can go by myself. It's no problem. Because uh, before that, I have no imagination about working holiday. I was just like, uh, oh, it will be good if I can go someplace else and find a job. I didn't think much. Like for me, if I need to make the decision, I'm the person that I don't think much. If I want to do, I, then I just to do. 
So I just booked the ticket, the cheapest one, <laughs> from uh, to the Perth. Yes. yes. And, and then uh, what did you do? In, uh, did you then in Australia, did you yes. work on a farm or did you cook? No, because I tell myself, because in my childhood, I usually help in the farm. Because Hakkanese people, they usually do the farm for a living. So before I went to Australia, I tell myself, I will never work in the farm. Because I'm so enough in the farm, working in the farm. I have very good imagination, like I can work in the cafeteria or something like that. But at that moment, I was only 24, 25. I didn't do the kitchen job. You never did a. You never, never worked in the kitchen. No. Before that. Before time. that, yeah, oh. before that. So it's just my in my good imagination from the book, from the movie. Yes. I see. Yeah. So how long did you stay in Australia? It's, uh, more than two years. And the whole time you worked in a kitchen. Yes. Oh, did you learn things there, or did I, you actually teach people there? Uh, no, I I learned lots of things there. I I still can remember like the first job I got in Perth is in a cafeteria, which is in a business area. So it's very busy, busy, so busy in the morning. So people come our cafeteria and they grab a coffee or a sandwich, and they they go to the bank to start to work, and I start my job. At six o'clock every morning. Yes. I see. And then after those two years, you came back to Taiwan. Yes. And started this. Yes. Wuxia lab. Yes. And uh, the last job in the Australia, I was in Lorne, which is one and a half hour drive from Melbourne. That area, that small town, is my favorite town in Australia, and I have so a uh, few jobs a day. So the nighttime, I work for the hotel. In the kitchen, the chef there he asked me they can sponsor me and want me to stay work for them, but uh, that time I was really young and my partner she doesn't want to stay there, so we back together. Yeah. I see. And then did you, from some of the knowledge you got in Australia yes. about cooking, you brought back with you, right? Yes, I brought back like the food I see there and the food I cook there, I prepare there. I brought back and trying to combine my life experience in my food. Yeah. So then you started this business, right? Yes. Now I'm very curious to find out how does it work. If somebody wants to come here and eat, uh, this is not. Let me just tell the listeners: this is not like a restaurant. This is a house. Yeah, this so is the, a house. There's only one or two tables, and so it's not like a restaurant where you can walk in. So where does the menu come from? Who is? How does that work? Like I usually do my menu seasonal. So I go to market usually uh, several times in a week. So I'm very familiar with the local food and the product, and I trying to combine the experience. I learned from Australia or anywhere, probably in Japan or Fenabin because I live in Fenabin for once in a while. So I do the menu by season. I see. Yes. And then, so the the people who come here to eat, they don't have a choice. They they get, don't have a choice. <laughs> you they get. But what they you do decide. have a choice. Like uh, every time the customer they uh, they make the reservation, I will ask them what kind of food you don't eat. Oh, okay. Yes. I see. So you, you ask them what food they don't eat. Yes. And then that they won't get that, but no. they might get anything else. Mm-hmm. And then they will get everything I put uh, put down for them. I yes. see. And now because of the COVID, you actually started going to people's houses more as well and cooking yes. in their own house. Yes. Like uh, I do these things before COVID. I start that before COVID, but now because of the COVID, so I do these things 
more. Yes. yes. How many people for here in your house, in your lab, yes. how many people at a time can you feed? Ten maximum, but that's just for the familiar um, customer. They already came here. They know this place is very small, but they like the food here and everything here. They will ask me if they can fix here for the maximum people. I see. Yeah, and ten people is the maximum. Yes. yes. And, but you don't do this all by yourself. Do you have help? Yes, I have uh, several help. Like uh, they have their own job, but if in their free time, they will come to help me. And also for the catering, sometimes we have a bigger order, like uh, more than 50 people. I will ask uh, friends who do the same job, like a private chef, uh, come to them come together and uh, cook together. I see. Yes. I'm also very curious to know how busy are you? How busy? How often do people come here to eat? Like uh, usually like seven days a week and uh, four or five days customer will come here. Wow. Yes. And is it usually lunchtime or dinner? Uh, usually dinner time, but uh, some days usually lunchtime and dinner time because I find it's quite interesting. Like uh, on Sunday, family customer they will bring their kids here and their parents here. They will have meal together. Yes, yes. I see. And is yeah. your would you say your place is is more expensive than a normal restaurant? No, I would say it's very friendly to customers. <laughs> it's, really <Right>. <laughs> it's really friendly, yes. Interesting. So to start a business like this, like a mini restaurant and a catering business, yes. was it difficult to begin? Or was it like easy I process? just no, it's very difficult. Like like I just mentioned, I don't think much if I need to make the decision. Like uh, when I came from Australia back in Taipei, I didn't think much. I don't know how. Oh, running a restaurant is really really difficult. So I just think uh, I can ask people come to my place, have a nice meal, and I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you like what you're doing, and you get paid for what you yeah, like doing. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, and also, I don't have to listen to my boss. Yes. yes I kind of a person, like, uh, I like uh, decide what to do, when to do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, by my own. Yeah. That's perfect for you then. Now, we also heard that you give private cooking lessons here. Yes. Is that yes. true? Yeah, that's true. Like uh, before COVID-19, I started this kind of cooking class in um, 2018. I started. And uh, actually, I have this kind of mind. is in my college, in my university. I told my mom, like say, I read some article on the internet, say Thailand, they have this kind of cooking class. They brought the tourists to the local market to see the uh, local product and back to their farm to pick up the fresh uh, the vegetables. vegetables and they cook them in a Thai way. And I say, hey, we should do this. Okay. Like it's kind of like almost uh, 15 years ago when I was in my university. Yeah. And I, Hakanese people is really, really traditional. My mom, like whole my family, they don't understand what I'm talking about. So. Once I have, uh, I got free time, I start this in Taipei. And every time I have a foreign customer, they do the Hakanese style food here. I will take a picture for my mom, convince them. <laughs> it is really worth to do it. Yes. yes. So how does it work if somebody is interested to eat your food or maybe 
to join a class, yes. how do they find you? Like about the class, I only put on the website. Only tourists will find it. Yes. So you have a website? Oh no, it's like a it's like a, a cooking Airbnb oh, website. Yes, people come uh, in come to any place. They will look up the cooking class on that website. I only put. I see. Yeah. Do you and, find uh, many people are interested? Yes. Yeah, so, like uh, b- before the COVID nineteen, it was Luna New Year. I signed a new place here in this area actually, and I paid the Dingjing Zhengshu. Oh, I paid the deposit. deposit. Yeah, for to the landlord, and I say, uh, I will back to the home for the Luna New Year, and uh, after that, I will do this thing like pro- more properly. Uh, bigger and then that's the COVID-19 and until now it derailed your plan so to speak so yeah. any of your clients your people who come to eat mm-hmm. have they mentioned to you that they have a favorite dish is this favorite dish that the people like or do they like everything I don't know because they like everything because one of the reasons I change the menu menu all the time even it's seasonal, but uh, you know, because I buy the local product from local farmers, so sometimes they will offer the thing already on the menu. Yeah, so I need to change. But uh, they always like this, the sauce I made, because sometimes I combine a little bit Taiwanese or Hakanese I see. ingredient inside. And for my dessert, I usually do uh, my dessert with Hakanese style lei tea. Have you tried lei tea before, or I have you heard about lei tea, Hakanese lei tea? No, you'll have to explain. So it's uh, made with uh, multi grain and with some Taiwanese local tea together. So it's a very nutty and grainy flavor, and also has a little bit tea flavor. So I use this. As uh, into my dessert, I make like a cake or tart. So uh, the first time people see it, they won't recognize what kind of flavor they can taste in their mouth. And then I will explain it. How do I make them make the dessert? They were really uh, like, uh, very you mean they're very interested? It's very interesting and also it's their first time to know Hakanis late tea can do the dessert like this. I see. Yeah, and like a pretty and a yeah. tasty. Right, yeah. right. And if somebody the people who want to come here and eat. Yes. That you said they must they must make a reservation of yes. course. But how do they find you? It's interesting, like I never do the advertisement, but if people my client like come here if they like, they will tell their friends. That's my customer from. Wow, it's word of mouth. Yes, yes. Excellent. And I like this year is my seventh year. I have do this kind of things for whole six years. Yeah. Outstanding. And do you have a favorite dish that you like cooking most? Or that tastes my the best for you? favorite dish. Is there such a thing? Yes, like, uh, you know, have you tried, because you live in Taiwan. Yes. For several years, right? <laughs> Not often that people ask me <laughs> questions on the podcast. <laughs> like, uh, you, if you've ever been to a Hakka restaurant, there's a dish called Xian uh, Zhu Lo, which mm-hmm. is Hakkanese style bacon. Oh. Yes. Really? I only know Ke Jia Xiao Chao. 
No, I like、uh, I don't like people say 客家长话 I like like I trying to. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I said something wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like、uh, it's 刻板印象怎么说 It's a very. It's, you yeah, mean it's like, too 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 well known. Yes,、yeah, too well known. There、like、are other want, better dishes, right? I want to change this kind of、uh, thinking. Yes. In my clients, my I、okay. I want to tell them it's a lot of variety. It's wider. It's wider than about the Hakkanese. Than just Kajal Chow Chow. Yes, it's just you you haven't tried that,、mm. but、uh, here I can brew that. I see. Yeah. Okay, then I will try that、uh, other <laughs> dish you mentioned. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So、uh, we're getting near the end of our talk,、mm. but first I just want to ask you. What is any future plans, or are you、any、just hoping、plan. to to build the business bigger, or what is your plan? I my future plan. I still want to have a proper place to do the cooking class because I like share the cooking. Uh, I won't say I will teach the class. I always say I'm sharing because in my mind I think a meals one traditional, how to say it's there's nothing about really authentic. Uh, the food is always change. Yes. From the chef, from the place. Like the time I went to Mazu, I used the local product, but、uh, we made、uh, more Western food for the tourists. They go to Mazu, and also I have a cooking sharing class to the local people, because in Mazu the sweet potato is there. Hey, The cat, <laughs> the cat has just walked across our equipment, so we were quiet for a moment just to see if、uh, the、okay. if it's still recording. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. Like the sweet potato is the、uh, local product for the 怎么讲主食 like the rice here and the sweet potato potato is for the Mazu people. Oh, like the staple food. Yes, and、uh, I use sweet potato to make something like nagi. What is that? Uh, 意式面疙瘩 Nagi, Nagi, yes.、Oh, right. I but with sweet potato. So the local women there was very interested about that. Excellent. Yes. Well, we wish you all the best for the future and hope all your plans work out. Thank you, Andy. And thank you very much for inviting us into your house and、uh, having this talk with us. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode here in Jin Wu's house and.、Uh, We have to say goodbye now. Also, you might have heard <laughs> the cats running around, playing and meowing. But we ensure you that they are all very happy cats and that no nobody got hurt. <laughs> all right. So that brings us to the end. Then we hope you enjoyed this episode. Until we talk again next week, goodbye.